Well, good morning, Citygate Church and all of our online guests. As we carry on with this series on life in the spirit today, we're going to discover about the power of the Holy Spirit. Up until this point, we've talked about how the fact that the Holy Spirit is, is in our lives. We need to be sensitive to him. We need to be hearing his voice. We need to be developing a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. We've seen how he comes as a dove sometimes very, very gently to work in our lives and to, and to help us to be honed and to, you know, to be transformed on the inside. He comes as a flood in order to, you know, through our lives, he absolutely wants to impact the world around us. He comes as a fire, and that's both to um, uh, purify our lives, but also to set us on fire with a passion for God and with a passion to see his kingdom advance in our, in our world, in the world around us. We've seen that he, he's compared in the Bible to the oil of God, which is the anointing of the Holy Spirit for service. We've discussed about how we are to walk with the Holy Spirit and to keep in step with him, developing an awareness of his uh, presence around us, to hear his voice and to be obedient to his instructions. But today, as we start to draw the series to a close, we're going to be speaking about the power of God, or to use a Bible word, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, the greatest example for us in the Bible is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, please, to Luke and the third chapter, and we're going to just see exactly what happened to him when the anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon his life. It says in Luke and the third chapter, verse 22, it says, the Holy Spirit, he descended like a dove upon the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. We then find out in the fourth chapter, verse 1, that he was filled. The Lord Jesus was filled with, and we found out that that means to be influenced by, to be, to be led by the Holy Spirit out into the desert where he overcame Satan by declaring the written word of God. Very, very powerful thing to do. But then we find out in the fourth chapter, verse 14, it says this, And so the Lord and Jesus, he returned in the power of, of the Holy Spirit and everybody heard about it. He returned in the power of the Holy Spirit and, and in verse 18 when he's handed the book of Isaiah, he's in the synagogue and he says this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he goes on to say this, and today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This is an incredible transition for the person of Jesus Christ. We know Jesus is all God and all man. We know Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So there was no lack in the life of Jesus. The moment he was born, the Word made flesh. He was absolutely perfect. He was sinless. He lived a sinless life for 30 years. He lived a perfect life. We covered the other week about how um, each of us through the Holy Spirit in us are to produce the good fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, all of these things. And of course, the Lord Jesus was perfect. He had all the, the uh, fruit of the Holy Spirit in abundance and in absolute perfection. But here we find out when he's 30 years old, 
There was something that he didn't have for 30 years that he says here, now I've got this. And it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of God came upon his life, something changed. Not in the life of Jesus, because he was already perfect. And sometimes we hear people talk about the power of the anointing. And, you know, it's almost as if the Holy Spirit, you know, comes upon our lives for us. Now, I'm very aware that if ever the Holy Spirit moves, then something's going to change in our lives. Something's going to be empowered. Something's going to be, you know, made stronger. But when the Holy Spirit came upon the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, there wasn't anything that changed in his character or in his desire for the Father and for the Holy Spirit. But what happened was he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. You see, the anointing is to release the power of God, not just inside us, but through us for the lives of other people. It says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, one of my favorite scriptures, it says how God the Father anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. And as a result, he went about doing good and healing everybody, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God the Father and the Holy Spirit worked with him. See, the Father anointed the Lord Jesus Christ for power, for him to be able to go anywhere. And it, you know, it happens all the way through the gospel. Somebody comes up and says, I want to see again. There's a blind man. I want to see. And Jesus said, yeah, sure. And through the power of God, he healed that man and he saw. There was somebody else and they brought a blind man to him and he put clay in his eyes and he sent him away to wash. And when the man came back, he was healed of being blind from birth. There was all sorts of examples in the Bible where there are specific examples of lame people, deaf people, all sorts of things that happened. There were people who were tormented by evil spirits. And I'm so glad we have a God of compassion and a God of power because anybody who came to Jesus got set free. There were times he went into the towns, out into the cities, and it says everybody was healed. Everybody was set free. And I know that's a challenge for sometimes our theology or sometimes our experience. But I want to say this loud and clear. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is to set everybody free. Everybody. God loves everybody and he wants everybody to be healed and whole and full of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness. If there is any sort of a challenge in someone's life, then the power of the Holy Spirit can set anybody free to live the life of victory. It is the love of God in action. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and he went about doing good. Our God is a good God. At the time he was announced, when he was, you know, 30 years old, it says... Uh, John the Baptist announced that he was coming and he said, here comes the Lamb of God. You know what? In anybody's announcement, it says what they are and the job that they're going to do. And, and he said three very important things. He said, here comes the Lamb of God, which speaks about him being the sacrifice for sin before the foundation of the earth. He also said this, here comes the one who will take away the sin of the world. That was the announcement on the life of Jesus Christ. But he said something else. He said a third thing. He said this. Here comes the one who will baptize you, any, anybody, who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
You see, a part of the announcement of the Lord Jesus Christ was this. Yes, absolutely, that he would be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we can read all through the Gospels as to what happened as a result of that power. He said, today this is fulfilled. I'm going to be healing people and setting people free from this day on. Why? Because I am anointed. But he also declared that it would be the job of Jesus Christ, the function, if I can put it like that, to see that this power impacts other people's lives, that the Holy Spirit would come upon other people, all those who would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, would come upon their lives to set captives free. There's a fantastic verse in the Old Testament, um, sorry, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It says this, how the yoke of oppression and the heavy burdens would be destroyed, would be removed by the power of the anointing, through the anointing oil. In the Old Testament, they actually had oil that they would pour on the priest, the king and the prophet and on other people to anoint them. And it was a sign of the Holy Spirit coming upon their lives. We all love Psalm 23, where it talks about the Lord is my shepherd. And it says in there, he anoints my head with oil. And that oil was to deal with flies and, and you know, disease and all sorts of things. The anointing of the Holy Spirit to set people free. But it's the job of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and it was his great joy to pour out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And we'll be getting into that um, probably next Sunday, actually. It says in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, this is at the end of those three and a half years of Jesus being empowered with the Holy Spirit about... And at this time, he was about to go to the cross. In fact, he'd just been to the cross. He'd been raised from the dead. And he says this in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. You see, we've just heard that it was his job to anoint other people. And now here he is, three and a half years later, saying, I'm just about to do it. This is what I came to do. He said, I will send the promise of my Father upon you, but wait in the, in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Wait until you've got the power. He also says in Acts chapter 1 from verses 4 through to verse 8, and I'm going to pick some little bits out of this. It says, and all the disciples being assembled together, and it says the Lord Jesus Christ was there with them. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which you've heard from me, he said, for John truly baptized you in the in the Jordan, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days from now. Then he says in verse 8, and you shall receive power. There it is again. This is the anointing. Wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has, has come upon you and you will be examples of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to all the ends of of the earth. You see, there is a power from God. It came upon the life of Jesus Christ. There was a time when um, his disciples, they asked him a question and they said, we want to see the Father. Will you show us the Father? And he said, he said, Philip, have you been with me this long that you don't understand this? He said this, very powerful words. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now that's what the Lord said. He said, I'm an example of the Father. If you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. And how did that happen? It was obviously the character of God on the inside of him. 
But now we know it's through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He said, everything I do, and he was talking there about healing the sick and, and you know, evil spirits being cast out, even people being raised from the dead. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, the words I speak are the words I hear from the Father. And he said, the works I do, the works of power are the works that the Father's doing through me. How, how did that happen? Through the person and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But there was an incredible verse that the Lord Jesus said to his disciples earlier on in his ministry. He said this, he said, after I've gone to the Father, I'm going to pour out the Holy Spirit and you guys are going to do greater works than even the works I've done. He's speaking about the baptism with the Holy Spirit coming upon our lives. As I think about the power of God, as I read things through the Gospels, as I read about the power of God, you see the Lord Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It shows me what the Father's like. But here we are today in the world and there's all sorts of challenges around, all sorts of chaos going on. We're singing a song at the moment, in the chaos you reign. And it's so important that we know that God is still there in authority. But we've also got to understand that God is a God of power. He's a God who doesn't just sit in authority while everything carries on in a mess. He wants to break through into each and every situation and he does it by the power of his anointing in order to set captives free. I want to encourage you today that there is the power of God for your life, for every circumstance, for every situation, to not just be able to cope with the situation, but through the power of God, that God wants to set people free in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the confusion, in the middle of the pandemic, there is healing in the name of Jesus. In the middle of the financial challenges, there is abundance through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. God, you know, he empowered the life of Jesus Christ and he took the five loaves and the two fish and he provided and he did it so many times. He provided for so many people's needs through the power of the Holy Spirit. So here we are in Acts chapter 1 and he says the most amazing thing. He says, through the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon your life and you've got to wait for this, he said to his disciples. Don't try and live the Christian life out there. They were all so excited. They were stirred up. They'd just seen Jesus raised from the dead. He was just about to be exalted and he ascended up, up to the um, hand of the Father, to the right hand of the Father in glory. They were so excited. I don't know about you, but I would be champing at the bit. If I'd just seen all this and I'd seen the holes in his hands and the, and the thorn scars on his brow and in his side and, and, you know, the one I loved, the saviour of the world, had, I'd seen him crucified, but then seen him raised from the dead and seen him do the most amazing things over a 40-day period. I'd be excited about telling everybody about this. I'd be wanting to shout it from the rooftops, but Jesus said, wait. He said, don't do anything don't tell anybody. Don't do anything until you've received power from on high. You see, if they'd gone out at that point, they would have been excited. They would have had information. They would have had the gospel to, you know, to speak about, about, you know, how, um, how Christ hung on the cross for the sin of the world and how, and how he used to heal people and he used to set people free. But there was something more important than that. This was not supposed to be just information coming out of a believer's mouth. 
The plan of God was what the Lord Jesus said here. He said, when you've received power from on high, you're not just going to be able to talk about me, about your experiences and your belief. He said, you are going to demonstrate the power of God. And in exactly the same way where the Lord Jesus Christ said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, it is supposed to be, and I believe it can be, in the life of the believer where we say, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. And I don't mean that from an, a place of arrogance, but from a place of we are so anointed with the Holy Spirit that it changes everything in our lives and it changes everything for our ability to release the power of God in order to set other people free. See, Jesus said, don't go anywhere and don't do anything. Now, that's actually what really happened with him. For 30 years, the Lord Jesus, you could say this, he didn't do anything. He didn't go anywhere. Why? Because he hadn't received power from on high. But the moment he was anointed, I could say this, the moment he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, the world was never the same again. There's something that's said of the disciples in the book of Acts. See, all these disciples turn up in a city they hadn't been to before. And it was said as a little bit of a fear by the people of the city. They went, oh no, here come the ones who are turning the world upside down. You see, the church doesn't just have something to say, we have something to do. And I believe the power of the Holy Spirit upon the life of the believer is the plan of God before the foundation of the earth. You see, Jesus never intended us to just be filled with his spirit, to, you know, to develop a godly character, which is vitally important. We've spent a number of Sundays talking about this. But he said, you know what? The plan of God is this. This is the promise of God, that you be anointed with the Holy Spirit. See, Acts chapter 10, verse 38 is a great, a great scripture. And we've read that, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. But I believe it's on the heart of God for us all to be able to put our name in that passage. How God anointed Fred Bloggs. How God anointed Julian with the Holy Spirit and with power. How God anointed you. You can put your name in that verse. Not from a place of arrogance and aren't I great, but from a place of, you know what? I am going to wait for this anointing and when this anointing hits my life, I'm going to go about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, don't go anywhere, don't do anything. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, stop the church doing things and speaking about God, but what I am saying today and what I believe God wants to say to us is that, you know what, the promise of God the Father is this, there are greater works to do. There are greater things to do. The, this world needs the power of God. And it's not going to come, you know, on the life of the Lord Jesus Christ because he's not here anymore. He's here by his spirit, but he's not here in person. But we are called the body of Christ. The words um, Christ means the anointed one. We are the body of the anointed one. As he was anointed with the Holy Spirit, when you give your life to Jesus... You are anointed with the Holy Spirit. We become one with him. And that anointing person power of the Holy Spirit comes upon our lives for us to be empowered to do good and heal all who are oppressed of the devil for God is with us.
I hope I've stirred something today. I hope I've stirred an expectation. You see, there's a spirit of faith for this. There is faith on our insides that says, you know what? I'm going to be the person that God has called me to be. I'd like you to turn to the the 16th chapter of Mark. And this is the Great Commission. We also find this similar words at the end of other Gospels, but here we are in Mark. And the Great Commission is this, to go into all the world, Mark chapter 16, verse 15, to go into all the world and to preach the good news to every creature. This is not just the an instruction to the apostles of the day. This is to everybody who declares Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. He says to you and to me today, go into all the world and declare the good news. And there's a lot in that. It's obviously the good news that God loves you. It's the good news that Jesus has died for you. It's the good news that there is a power from God to set you free from anything that's controlling your life. There's lots in the gospel of Jesus Christ. How there's eternal life for you if you give your life to God. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes, not just apostles, but he who believes and is and he who believes and is baptized is saved but he who does not believe will be condemned see it's very clear if you believe and you give your life to the person of Jesus Christ if you believe in him that he died for your sins and was raised from the dead then you have eternal life it's a choice that we all have to make and it says in verse 17 and these signs will follow those who believe. And who are the ones who believe? Anybody who believes. Anybody who hears the gospel and believes. This includes us. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, in the name of Jesus Christ, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then afterwards, the Lord was taken up and he was received up to the um, throne of God and they went out. Who went out? The believers went out and they preached everywhere about the good news and the Lord worked with and confirmed the word through the accompanying signs. And I could say this, through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, this is the great commission that we turn our world upside down. There's all sorts of things there. He said, lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. How? By the power of God. He said, cast out evil spirits. How? It's by the power of God. I know it also says there that they will take up serpents. Please don't think of the weird, crazy stuff that perhaps some, you know, areas of the church, they get into snake handling and all that. That's not what it's talking about. This is saying, you know what? If something goes wrong, then God is going to protect you. There was actually a time in the book of Acts where there was a man called the Apostle Paul and he was in the middle of preaching and it says he put some fire, uh, sorry, some, some um, um, logs on the fire and as he picked up the logs, there was a snake 
in the log pile and it was a viper, it was a very poisonous snake and it says it attached to his arm and yet he just shook it off and by the power of God he was not sick and you know he survived that, he just carried on and it was a sign actually and the whole village came to Christ, absolutely amazing, why? Because they said there is some power upon this person's life, that's not just talking about handling snakes and being silly with sort of hey you know how anointed, how protected am I but you know what if something goes wrong in your life you don't have to worry the power of God is there to protect you it also says there that they spoke with tongues they spoke in tongues very powerful thing it's really important that by the power of God upon our lives we develop our prayer language and I'll be talking about that and we have spoken about that a little bit as well it also says if they drink anything deadly it won't harm them Again, this is not talking about, let's see how anointed I am, let's get some poison and drink it. But you know what? It says if there's something around you that's trying to kill you by the power of the Holy Spirit, God can protect your life. Here we are in the middle of a pandemic. Fear is running up and down the streets. All sorts of stuff is being said. But you know what? The anointing power of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, as we live under the shadow of the wings of Almighty God, as we're under His presence, He can protect our lives and no matter what is going on around us. It doesn't mean to say, let's be silly about it. Of course, we're wearing masks and we're socially distancing. But friend, we got something far greater than masks and far greater than social distancing. It's the anointing power of the Holy Spirit which will destroy every yoke and remove every burden and it's our job as the church it's our it's our responsibility as the church to go into all the world and to shine out God's love to speak the message of the gospel and the forgiveness and the fact that here is the Lamb of God who can take away the sin of the world. No matter who you are, God can set you free and God can give you eternal life. Receive Jesus as Lord. And that is the, the absolute um, trumpet blast of the church, I believe, for this um, generation. But something else that God has called you and I to do and that is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to go about and do good and heal all who are oppressed of the devil. The Bible talks about a church in the end times, and I don't know if we're in the end times or not, but it, you know, a church that sort of believes in, in God and has a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God. You know, Citygate Church here, we're a church, we will never deny the power of God. No matter who comes to me and says, would you believe God for me for a miracle? I will believe that the power of God can come into that situation and turn the situation around. At the, at the back of this hall, we have a, um, a whole hundreds of, of, of um, prayer requests and hundreds of dreams that people are believing God to be fulfilled. I believe the power of God can come into each and every situation, set captives free, open the eyes of the blind, open the prison doors, God is a God of power. And in the name of Jesus Christ, that's what Jesus said, in my name, you will look like me. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But friend, if you said yes to Jesus today, come on, let's stir up our expectation. Let's stir up our boldness. Let's yield to the person of the Holy Spirit so we can stand and say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a very powerful thing to say. It's a very challenging thing to say. But I just believe today, as we close this service, come on, let's open our hearts 
See, the Lord Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you've received power from on high. The Holy Spirit has been poured out now. He's already upon the church of Jesus Christ. And by faith now, I want to stir you up to believe and receive that. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you. It says in your word that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. And Lord, you've poured out the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we honor you today. We open our hearts to you today. And we also release our faith and declare that you have anointed our lives for good. Holy Spirit, we stir up our passion on the inside. We stir up our expectation and we yield to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Father, anoint us afresh. Holy Spirit, come upon our lives afresh. Lord, I pray for everybody right now online or Lord, in this service. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we believe and we receive a greater anointing upon our lives for the greater works that you've called us to do. We receive the Great Commission to go into all the world and to preach the gospel and by the anointing of the Holy Spirit to set captives free. And we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, we believe it and we receive it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to encourage you to pray a prayer like that every day this week for it to become something in your life that says, Father, I thank you today that I'm anointed and I can go about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil for God is now with me. But friend, I want to ask you a question as well. Have you ever received Jesus Christ as Lord? We've been speaking here about those who believe, those who have believed in Jesus Christ. And to believe is, you know, is far more than just, oh, there's a God. It means to rely upon, to cling to, to trust in, really to give your life over to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he gave his life for you. He died on a cross in order to give you life to take away the sin of the world. But friend, let's make it personal. He took my sin. He took your sin. See, sin is the barrier between us and God. It's the thing that we have on the inside, which God needs to remove out of our lives. And he needs to put in a brand new spirit, a brand new heart, a, <clears throat> a heart for God, a heart that says, Lord Jesus, will you be my Lord? Will you be my saviour? I live for you from this day on, not for myself anymore. Friend, I'm just about to pray a prayer. We do this every Sunday, whether it's here in person or online, and ask everybody to repeat the prayer. And it's a very simple prayer, but it's life-changing. I prayed it, you know, 36 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, he's been raised from the dead. If you confess that with your mouth, then you receive eternal life. Friend, if you don't know that you have eternal life, you can know that today. Will you say this with me today? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you've revealed your love through sending your son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you for dying for me, Jesus. I declare you to be my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you and by the help of your power and your grace, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, it's really clear in, in Scripture, you've just received the life of God. The Bible calls it, you've been 
born again. There's going to be some other steps. We're going to encourage you to, you know, to get a Bible and to, and to find out more about this incredible salvation that God's just put on the inside of you. And I'm going to encourage you to get headfirst into a church somewhere. If you're anywhere near Citygate, we'd love to see you here. But there will be a, a church for you in your town or your city. But friend, whoever you are today, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon your life for power this week. Let's go out and turn our world upside down with the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.